Welcome to Nonprofit Network, powered by Stokes Auction Group. We are a group of fundraising professionals that specialize in raising funds to improve communities of all sizes. Hello and welcome to another episode from the Nonprofit Network, sponsored by Stokes Auction Group. My name is Shelby Stokes. Welcome. Kelly Schenfeld, we're glad to see all four of you today. Hey, gang. <laughs> oh, Schenfeld here. But there's only three of us here. Oh, yeah. no, I know, I but say, that's we're... true. I'm talking about the one person that's watching our podcast. Hey, come on. Hey, we're getting a lot more views come nowadays. Come on. It's positive. It's positive. Like you got to joke views. about we're it every day. We're building. We're got, how building. Many? 20 views an episode on average. 20 views. Okay. Two. Excuse me. Oh, All bro. 17 of you. Thank you that's for joining right. us. Listen, so today we're going to talk about... <laughs> Why would you choose to do a fundraising auction over all of the other fundraising opportunities that you have out there? Now, we're not going to talk about every fundraising opportunity out there, but we are going to talk about the strengths and the benefits from doing a charity auction, right? Yes. Why get 300 people together? <laughs> Why incur the cost? Why right. go through the whole rigmarole to uh -huh. get all the silent, get all the volunteers? Why do that? Because you have a new dress in your closet and you need to wear it. Reason one. Mark that one down. For sure. And you can't get away from your kids any other time. <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably more of it, right? But I, I think you hit it on the head, right? Like, people want to be social. They want to be social. People want to go out and interact with one another. And I think if we learned anything through the pandemic, there are easier ways, there, there are feasible or... Ways that seem Ooh. easier. That's, Careful how, that's how I want to say that. Careful now, it's our company. There are ways that... You can't do it without an auction. No, you have no, to have no, no, no. an auction. No, from from the top view down, you think, okay, there's an easier way to do this. We don't have to get everybody together. We don't have to like incur all these expenses. But what we found through the pandemic is that people want social interaction and connectivity. Absolutely. And after having two, and a, two plus years without that, we are seeing people thirsty to be back in the ballroom and connecting with each other. And it doesn't have to be in a ballroom. It could be at a park. It could be at a school. It could be in the gymnasium, wherever it is. But that social interaction that's happening during the auction is essential for a good benefit. I would agree with you, as well as I think that there is a certain amount of history that goes to charity auctions, you know, hmm. to where they're used to it. Oh, we're going to a charity auction or a gala or whatever. And they have fun interacting with the auctioneers. The entertainers, you know, that's a that's a thing that they enjoy as well as it is important to be humble with your gifts, but we also understand you like to be recognized for your gifts. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I think that if you're giving a gift at a charity auction, you should be recognized for that because regardless if you got a lot of money or not a lot of money, you're giving. And in a charity auction uh, forum, you can be seen doing that, you can have fun doing that, you can feel good alongside of your peers, and you can have fun with the auctioneer doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think like you're getting to the core of the point. Like, There's one thing I would challenge you on in, in that statement where you kind of started don't from a place. Don't challenge me, Shelby. Don't you dare challenge me. What is the matter with you? Have you not learned after <laughs> not so learned many years? Anything. You Do are, not challenge you me. You are so dense. Way to but, set it up, Shelby. <laughs> right, exactly. But the one thing I challenge you're you on smart. 
is like you started by talking about legacy and this is how we've always done it. And I challenge that because I think after we've gone and tried everything else besides getting people together, we've learned that there are benefits within the charity auction fundraising sphere that are unparalleled in these other fundraising formats. Mm -hmm. So just because like we've done it for years is not a big pull to this format. Rather, it's a proven commodity that continues to prove its worth even in an age where everything is technical, everything's on your phone, there is still some essence to gathering together for a charity event. You know, when we first started... How was that for a challenge? That was great, <laughs> but I'm still trying to is figure out... Is he going to land what... the plane? Still, <laughs> still kind of trying to figure out what he disagreed with that I said. But I just, don't, anyway, think, I just, just don't think like, hey, we've done it this way forever. This no. is the day, way we mm. should do it. I don't like that. Okay. I don't like that well, thought. I, I don't think I said that exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is where I, this is the po point of the point. Uh, I mean, I like to put words in your mouth and then That's like, okay. I do it to people it. all the time. So. <laughs> Holly, what are your thoughts? You I, know, I mean, are you also going to disagree with me? Yes. Oh, hell no. Suck <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> Suck up. No, I would never disagree with no, you. Oh, made me no, you made me laugh. I Go would ahead. never do that. I think that, you know, to kind of piggyback on what Shelby said earlier about, you know, when we were forced to go off the stage and we were forced to adapt and come up with alternative ways of fundraising, mm -hmm. at first, some of them kind of did really well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Some of them were like beyond expectations. We were all shocked. That same event, a year later, in year two of the pandemic, didn't see those results. Mm -hmm. Now, logically, you would think, well, why? Why did this happen? Well, maybe it was because it was something new and different, and the message was conveyed properly. But I think, historically, the most success is in a ballroom where, A, like you mentioned, people giving. Mm -hmm. You know, people who are able to give want to give. And I think there's a certain part of the demographic out there that wants to be seen giving. You know, we talk about that, that unspoken rule of peer pressure around a table of 10 or 8. Mm -hmm. When you're sitting across from somebody and, and you're at the $5,000 level and you raise your hand, there's your buddy over there going, crap, I guess I've got to do that too, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that is only going to be able to be exposed in an environment like a live auction. I agree. I agree. And, and you're like focusing on the dynamics of like one individual and an ego, but I think it also plays into an organizational ego as well, right? Like we are all a part of Stokes Auction Group and we're going to do all we can to lift up Stokes Auction Group. If we have a benefit where we are contributing $5,000 or $50,000 or $500,000, we can come together as a group and be represented at the good work that we're doing. And the same is true for some of these big organizations, right? If Amazon is a signature donor on one of these events, people from Amazon want to go and be seen as part of a movement to make the world a better place. So I, I agree with you. And I think it's more than just the individual. I think it also can be organizational as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And secondly, I think that uh, you can never discount the effect of a professional team on site mm -hmm. orchestrating everything that mm -hmm. needs to happen. Yeah. People like to play with the auctioneers. There they are do. So the auctioneers. Many. Well, and let's let's talk about that because I think like what we have seen with some <clears> of these <throat> fundraising events, right? I use the word fundraising event because it's a it's a broad catch-all. 
but essentially we specialize in benefit auctions, fundraising auctions. You compare that to a benefit event where a comedian comes in and speaks to the crowd. They may be funnier, they may get more laughs out of the audience, but that individual does not have the ability to go in and ask for money in a tactful way. Mm -hmm. Right. So Good I think point. that dynamic changes when you bring in a comedian <clears throat> or a professional that is a speaker because they are used to having a one way dialogue. We are speaking to somebody. We are delivering a message with no um, competing noise in the room. Whereas I think an auctioneer, their secret power or their special ability is to walk in, gauge a room, whether it be 50 people or 500, and then wear the different hat that's necessary to pull the funds out of the room. Absolutely, man. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. What What do charity auctions look like in twenty years? Mm -hmm. mm. That's when our, your children, my grandchildren are going to be running the world. Yeah. Twenty five years. I think that charity auctions in twenty years will continue to have a space and essentially. How they're going to change is that it's going to be less about the goods. And we're already seeing that happen now in our ballrooms. If you have something that you can easily buy off of Amazon next day, it doesn't warrant the same demand it used to five, ten years ago. Mm -hmm. And that will continue to trend that way. <clears throat> so where the charity auction is going to continue to thrive is by bringing people together, but also offering special one-of-one -one unique items that people are going to get excited about and bid on. Right. And I think as long as you are connecting that group in some way, shape or form, this format will continue to thrive. There was a point back in the day where we would say to people, hey, Bill, Sally, are you guys going to buy, you know, take take a cruise this year? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we are. OK, well, how about we put it in our auction and you guys come to our auction and buy it? Mm -hmm. there, 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 there was a time when that was a yeah. very effective sales pitch. Right. Now, through technology, and then the next couple generations coming up, as you alluded to, I, you know, I think people are all still focused on the bargain. Yeah. They're still going to focus on their finances and their bargain. 15 years ago, it's, hey, buy this at my auction. Well, you're going to buy one anyway. That might have changed. Do you have any thoughts on that? I, I, uh, I think what sells today is also going to be what is very sellable in 20 years and it's like you said it's the one-on-ones and it's not necessarily the cruises and things like that that you say hey are you going on a cruise come to our auction and buy it it's going to be you guys know kayla and shelby stokes they are doing a dinner for 10 and they're doing it at this place or whatever and it's it's all paid for that's going to be at the auction or mark and kelly are doing a crab feed it's a by the head they can have say, 50, the head yep, they can have 50 people there for a crab feed or a rib feed um, or whatever, yeah. right? I, I, I it's mean, those personal experiences that people are still going to want because my grandchildren, your children, are very in tune to people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think like that's what's resonated with me as you speak is the fact that like being a part of community or people or buying into your community. I think we're in a place in the world right now where everybody's been on their phones and there's a lot of generations coming up, millennials, Gen Z and below, that have basically grown up on the phone. 
and their community has been on a device of some kind. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we are due for a swing in the other direction. You know, as we see um, religion not be as prevalent as it was in the past and stuff of that nature, I think we're going to hit a point in society where people want to come back and be a part of a group. And sometimes that's a personal trend, like, hey, I've been on my own for years, now I want to invest in a community. But I think generationally, we're going to see people come back to community. And when we come back to community, as long as you're bringing groups together, this is a viable format. Mm -hmm. And, and these organizations have to stand behind what they're asking you to help them raise money for. We're going to get bleachers, and we're going to ask you to buy them. You got to buy help. the bleachers. You got to follow through and do it. Mm -hmm. You have to follow through and do it because then it's going to be easier for you in future events. Say, hey, we wanted a new sign, and we wanted new bleachers. There they are. Yeah, I'm inclined to believe charity auctions will never go away. Um, they've been around forever, and, you know, uh, I wish I could remember when they started. The first one, I want to say, was in New York in 1912, um, but I'll Google that. But it was in a post that I did, um, when did charity auctions actually begin? And and I, I do think they'll be around forever, but I think that uh, my mother is on her phone 24-7, but she's not communicating with people. She's playing games. She's looking at different informational things you know reading the news and it's constant and i think that the kids that are coming up that that have free access to phones and things like that we may have a bit of a bump of a, a socially um there might be restricted a, yeah there might be there might be a fear of being together where you actually have to touch communicate you know all of that and uh, so I think that we might have a, a, a workaround with that somehow in the charity world. And to be honest with you, and I know I'm going to get nailed for this, but that, <laughs> that, go on, that, come on, tell me more. As much as I don't like the technology being a part of those virtual or those um, charity events, there may be a sect that does revert back to that a little bit for well, comfort purposes and and um busy lives money all of the things but we may see and i don't know but we may see a swing that kind of goes back to ooh, i want to be with these people but oh, i don't want to be with these people yeah i mean and, and i think <laughs> right. that like that, that's kind of where i started this conversation right yeah. when you mentioned legacy i kind of hopped on that and attacked that idea but I'm of the belief that we need to move forward in the most efficient way possible for the nonprofits mm -hmm. to succeed, right? So if that means we're not going to hire an auctioneer and we're going to send out a campaign on our phone and that works, more power to you. Cut the overhead, raise more money for the betterment of the world. I'm all game for that. But in an era where we are always on our phones, there is something to be said about coming together and connecting which is not something I expected when the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. When the pandemic hit, I thought, oh, it's over. The technology is here and the technology is not going away. And here we are years following that pandemic and we are seeing growth within the nonprofit fundraising auction sphere specifically because people are coming back together and saying, oh man, we need a professional to come help with this. So, you know, five years ago, I would add a whole different approach or perspective on this and it has changed just quite a bit since that time but the 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 new way of doing it now is the easy button 
People want the easy button. Right. And and that's because there's less steps. There's been so much change within the organizations, things like that. I I hope that charity I, I believe that charity auctions will be around for a very long time because there's always gonna be something else that we need to come together for. And I think people wanna to come together, but if they don't have a reason to come together, they won't come together. Right. And so this for some people could be, you know, the one I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. Jack Hanna, that guy is not doing well physically, mm -hmm. right? Or mentally. And in his town was a band playing at a charity auction for an organization that he believed in. So he showed up. Yeah. He showed up because it got him out. It got him in a community. He got to listen to good music. And, and, I, I think, for him. and it was probably healthy for him. But what I would, I would challenge the thought that hey if a if a you know a broad text or a broad email brings you the money great do it whatever i would challenge that and say that's a money grab um everything's gonna work the way that they want to work but we are already <laughs> and i'm not gonna talk politics and i'm not gonna talk religion but, but we I are or <laughs> but <laughs> we are already in an environment where there is a money grab everywhere you turn whether it's insurance whether it's this whether it's that oh, oh no boy. we got that fee we got that fee we got this fee money grab money grab money grab so if you're going to ask for money give them a party to enjoy spending their money in and is it going to cost you time yeah is it going to cost you energy yeah are you going to have overhead yeah but you put one of our auctioneers in there yeah. shelby you put one of our auctioneers in there and we are going to exceed your expectations if you have teed up your community properly. Yeah, definitely. Well and and, and yeah. I, I like where you're going with that. In fact, I was going to jump in there and stop you. I'm glad I didn't. I am but, too, because that would have been super... But, but, but the reason I was going to stop, stop you is because I think that is a great episode for next week. You know, let's talk about... What were you getting at? It, it just, mm, it just it left so me. Great. It was so it was great so that I already forgot about it. so great that I already forgot about it. But no, next week we already... We are, you're, He's trying to get out of what I have planned for next week. Oh, yeah. And so that's well, not going to happen. Okay. So it might be future two episode. weeks from now. Future episode, definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you know, speaking of community and coming together, thank you for being with us. We are excited. I have just sent the schedules out for October. It's we have good. a 90-day schedule um, that goes out. And so we are all the way into October in terms of a 90-day window, which means if you are preparing for a fall fundraising event, get ready because it's going to come quick. Uh, I know it's the first week of August. Still have plenty of time, but it's really pretty limited time if you start looking at your personal calendar. So we appreciate you spending the time with us today. Thank you so much. And uh, I think we're going to wind her down. Yeah. And then, hey, in your comments, put a picture of you and your, your dog or your cat, if you have that. And uh, take a picture, a little selfie, and say bow wow or meow. <laughs> and if you have other animals, they're welcome as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It'd be really cool if anybody had a monkey and they could get a picture of a monkey on their shoulder. Isn't that illegal to own monkeys? Because then it would be a I'm monkey on your sure. back. Get it? It's a monkey on your back. See how you did that. Walked right into that one. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week yeah. and every week. We are the Nonprofit Network. We appreciate spending the time. I'm Shelby Stokes. Kelly Sheffield. And you figured out who they are already. Yeah. Thank you so much. Have a good day. We'll see you next week. Bye. All right. Later, gang.